Welcome to Sell Me Something Good, the podcast where we teach you how to make good money and feel good doing it. We'll talk about squirm-free sales tactics, launching and scaling. We're also going to talk with good people with businesses doing very good things in this world. Every week, you'll walk away with real sales strategies you can use in your business right away. This is Angela Greaser. And this is Melissa Camilleri. Grab your favorite notebook and pen. It's time to sell me something good. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel I can do no wrong And I gotta say yeah It makes me feel good Hey, welcome to Sell Me Something Good. Hey! Hey, How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so good. (laughs) I'm excited to talk to you. We haven't talked for a couple of days. It's gonna be Uh, nice. It is. Tell me your something good, Angela. Okay. This something good is so silly, but it's so good because it blesses my little chicken mama heart, but we have (laughs) so funny. We have, um, this new group of chicks that are getting old enough to lay now. And so our two flocks have kind of integrated and our first chick of that group just started laying eggs and she's this sweet little thing. And we also were really afraid that she was going to be a rooster because <gasps> roosters have those really big combs and right. she had this big giant floppy comb and we're like no we cannot have another rooster we can't we're gonna have to give you away and then she laid an egg and we were like yes <laughs> okay I did not know any of this about chickens like you don't I will know teach you all the things I'm learning as I go you do not know their gender until no. they actually lay an egg yeah I mean you, there's little signs but you really don't, you really don't know. Okay. We need to get our families together because my youngest Lukey Lucas is, um, going into our refrigerator and opening up the, the carton of eggs and saying, mommy, where's the chickens? Mommy, oh. where's the chickens? he goes, can I sit on this on the couch to hatch it? Yes. Oh, yes, you can like, Lukey. No, okay. Come to couch. Maine. Uh, your to. next something good is going to be booking a ticket to me. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. That is going to be so great. Um, okay. So my something good this week, I feel like it's kind of silly to be honest, but you encouraged me to share this. I, I don't know why maybe it was because of motherhood, but I have had tech blocks. Like I am a very smart person. I know technology well enough to have had a business online for the last decade. But for some reason, there are like certain aspects of my business where I'm like, I don't know how to get over this tech. Well, it was like literally a block. So my prayer the other night, because I think God can do anything is like, God, please remove whatever blocks to my creativity are keeping me from understanding this very simple tech task that I needed to do. I wanted to migrate my email list. And I freaking did it on Sunday in like 90 minutes. I like got into my, my domain records. I felt like so freaking on fire. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Uh, 
I need so much hand holding usually. So this was like a really big accomplishment. It really is because there's been times where we've been working on projects together and you've been like, can you just look at this? And I'm like, lady, it's one click. Like just click the button. And you're like, I can't, I can't do it. Like you can't, can't do, do it. it. Oh, it was like getting, making sure like all of my redirects were pointing at the right spot. It just felt very overwhelming. And you guys, I'm not that old. Like I, I'm like a, I'm not a digital native, but I, it's, I don't know what my problem was. Anyways, I've built websites before this. There was just such a, ugh. anyways, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm so that, proud of you. That you. is so good. That is a very good, something good. <laughs> and today on the podcast, what we want to talk about is really something so good and so helpful, which is starting sales conversations because we've all seen it done the wrong way, right? We've had people slide into our DMs. You've seen the Hey Girl memes and all these things where we know how there's so much information about how to not start sales conversations out there, but we want to talk about how to do it. And Melissa, you had a good experience. Uh, I don't want to say good, a not so good experience with uh, it, that. It was just interesting. So yeah. you all know that I have a network marketing business. So I am very like hypersensitive to those, Hey girl messages because they're gross. They feel bad when you receive them. They feel bad when you send them. I don't know where that came from. It's just people who are, I don't, I don't know. I honestly do not know. So I don't encourage my team to ever do that because ew, gross. But yesterday I received one and this is from somebody I'm not, I'm definitely not going to say a name, but it's from somebody who I know in real life through multiple different people. So we're connected on Facebook. Um, the last time we talked was she wished me a belated birthday in my Facebook DMs last year. So that was nice. And then the very next thing she said was, hi, Melissa, you seem like a laid back and genuine person. And I'd kick myself if I didn't ask, are you open to taking a peek at blank offer that I'm sharing about. If not, no big deal. You seem like an open-minded person. So I figured I'd ask. Okay. So I have a, a few problems with that. Wah, wah. <laughs> it's kind. It is kind. And I responded kindly. Good. But how I responded was, Hey, so-and-so, I don't know if you know this, but I also have an, uh, health and wellness business where I buy that particular thing from my own shop. Hope you're doing great. Because it's like, if you took two seconds to even like remotely look at anything that I've posted in the last two years on my social media, you would see that I have a competitor business. So of course she's not going to get a sale from me. Right. Not because it's me, because I don't need the thing that she's offering. I'm not and rejecting I wanted, her. No, you're not rejecting her. And before we talk about how you coach your team, how I've worked in sales and outreach for selling different programs and coaching packages, I we really are going to dive in some of the tactics and strategies that are really effective to use. But I want to look at what she did and I want to shout out some of the great things because nobody's yeah. doing that. Nobody, everyone's just like, ew, gross, which is obviously there's a lot not right, but let's talk about what's right about it. Number I one, Melissa that. already said it was very kind. 
right? Mm -hmm. So it was very kind. And number two, she took action, right? It might be imperfect action, but she took action and she was brave because it is not easy, even though it feels, it might seem a little bit easier because you're behind a screen or behind your phone and you're sending a message. You're not looking at somebody in the face. It's still hard and intimidating and your heart kind of races. Even if you are copying and pasting a message, you know, it, it can still feel a little bit nerve wracking. So props to you, anonymous lady for putting yourself out there and being brave and putting your product out there. That is awesome. I agree with you. And I actually have two other things that she did well here that I would like to call out. She used my name. I think that that is huge for any time you're reaching out to anyone is to use their name and to spell it correctly, because there is literally no reason why you cannot do that. Especially if you're typing on somebody's DMS where their name is right there. It's so good. It's so ridiculous. How Oh my gosh. She didn't say, Hey girl. She said, hi, Melissa. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. At least she used my name. Okay. Second thing that she did was she gave me a compliment. She said, you seem like a laid back and genuine person to which I would respond. I am a laid back and genuine person. You're super cool. She She, must know you. (laughs) She must know me, but I do appreciate that she maybe she says that to everyone. I don't know, but starting a conversation with a compliment is actually a great strategy. And because it lowers people's guards, it makes them feel like, Oh, Hey, you like took the time to like actually write me something. And, and like, it's starting to create some connection. I think where it fell flat was that she didn't do her research, but there was a lot of good things that she did do in there. And I also like the, because again, this is like a cold call, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate her attempts to not make it weird. Like, even though it clearly came across weird because we're going to talk about why it does, but it, she's kind of providing you an out and trying to lessen the pressure a little bit. And we're going to talk about ways that could have been done better, but there is an attempt to not be a high pressure. You must do this. Look at this right now. You know, there, there, there was that attempt to make it more of a palatable, um, offer, I guess. Um, so I do appreciate that. She said, if not, no big deal. You seem like an open-minded person. So I figured I'd ask, which is conversational and not the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It does kind of make me laugh though, because I'm like open-minded about what, like your health and wellness products that you use, like super controversial. I don't know. It was about burning fat. Okay. Which which I I mean, like, should I take offense to that? (laughs) You seem like a really genuine person who wants to burn a lot of fat. (laughs) See, okay. Okay. Let's, let's dive into um, kind of the content and we'll sprinkle in some, some gems from, from that example. Um, Wow. Okay. Uh, So one of the things that, that we're going to notice from these, Hey girl conversations that don't feel good is really that they're started before there's any type of relationship. Right. So this isn't generally like the Hey girl messages that you see are sent out 
to people who are just kind of in your network, right? It's not necessarily you're following them, you're engaging with their content. There's no relationship there. So it feels like you're blindsided and there's no foundation to even have a normal conversation, not to mention a sales conversation. So we've talked about this before, but one of the most important things that you can do to start creating the runway for sales conversations is to establish a relationship with the people who you will potentially be selling to. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do that because you might be thinking, I can't be friends with a thousand people. I can't have one-on-one conversations. And that's not at all what we're saying. No, that is not what we're saying at all. However, there are ways that you can allow people to get to know you a little bit better and get to know the people who you're talking to a little bit better at scale. I find that the best way that I'm able to scale though is starting with talking to individuals and really listening, asking questions to individuals so that I can almost start noticing a pattern among multiple individuals where I start realizing, oh, this is how this particular group thinks, or this is what they want, or this is what this group has an issue with, or a problem that maybe that I can solve. But it, it does for me, at least, and and Angela, I don't know if you want to talk about this too. It does start with talking to a few people, um, individually. And so how do I start most of my relationships? I'll be honest. It's with compliments. And ironically, like, um, that's what my brand was called, but it's like, oh my gosh, I love that sweater that you just posted. Where is that from? Do I go into a sales conversation right then? No, I do not. This is like over the course of time, or, um, I really appreciated Um, your perspective on such and such, or, Hey, I want to introduce you to this person because I think they could really help you with such and such. Like I'm always looking for ways to be a blessing in somebody's life, whether or not that turns into a sales conversation. That's just how I want to be in life. And it ends up kind of greasing the wheel when it comes to like, oh, they might be interested in the solution that I have to offer. I've already had a conversation with them because I have been, I have been like working that relationship on purpose, genuinely, because I actually am interested in that person. Um, Angela, how do you kind of scale those relationship building conversations? Yeah, I think one of the important things to remember and is to talk to the right people. And that's one of the number one blocks that we see with clients we've worked with, with students we've mentored, is where do I find these people to talk to, right? Because we all start, every single one of us starts with Instagram followers at zero, email list at zero. We all start at ground zero at some point. So how do we find those people to talk to? And number one, I think the people that you do attract, because when you are starting your platform or growing your platform, the people who are following you, there's something about you 
that is resonating with them because they are choosing to consume your content. So those people right there, whether you have five followers, 5,000, 50,000, 5 million, wherever you're at, starting to get to know those people and taking the time that you do have for research and outreach and relationship, direct relationship building, because there is relationship building at scale. And then there is direct relationship building, which is what Melissa is talking about here, where you are taking the time to do direct outreach to individuals who are either following you, or maybe it's somebody who you guys are both following somebody mutually or a cause or something where you can see the type of person that they are, the type of comments that they leave, the type of content that they are interacting with. So starting with people who are following you and then getting to know the people who are interacting with and following other people as well. Um, and doing so again in a genuine way because there is, there is so much good and there's so much knowledge to have with when you do this direct outreach that may not always convert to a direct sale, but it will make your offer a more complete and informed offer. So something that I like to think about and have to remind myself of often is that business existed before the internet business existed before, um, social media. And so I go back all of the time, like more than probably any other business book to Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I think that is probably the best business book you could ever read. The reason why is because it teaches you how to actually make connection with other people so that they remember who you are and that they basically that you build is essentially no like and trust. It doesn't, he doesn't talk about it that in those terms, but that's essentially what it is. And it's like basically how to have conversations with people. And so that to me, like everybody, everybody who's in business needs to get that book. Anybody who's ever selling anything needs to get that book and really dig in there. But I'm always trying to remind myself that when I'm out in the world, that I want to also exemplify or put into action the same kind of relationship building things that I would do behind the anonymity or the comfort the or the buffer of my screen. And so I have an example. Um, I was at a conference um, a few months ago and to get from point A to point B, there was like this golf cart service. And there was a woman who was driving this golf cart that we called, it was almost like a taxi service and cheaper than an Uber. And it was fun because she had like this radio on and they like took us on the main road and these little golf carts. And so we all got a pile in and it was really fun. And she was playing, um, a Missy Elliott song. And it was kind of like low. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this song. And I started like bopping around and I was sitting in the front seat with her and she turned it way up and we were singing the song together. And it was so fun. It was like created a connection. Right. So she goes, here's my card. If you guys need to be picked up to, to go back to where you you came from, then, um, just let me know. So I called her again and I was like, Hey, it's your Missy Elliott friend. 
can you like come and get like we're ready to go and she's like yep be there in a couple minutes so then she picked us up again and had it playing when she was rolling up and picking us up so we created this like common bond right so it was something silly something trivial but it was something that we had in common that we could build upon so if there is something that in conversation with people, whether it's online or it's in person, you could build this common bond with, that is where I think that you have a lot of power to start a conversation. So guess what happened? She became like our go-to person for the weekend. And every time like the Missy Elliott thing played out or whatever, but I was like, you've been so great. And I think that and this is totally true. When I come back to X city, um, I will, I like, can I have your card or whatever? And she was like, yeah. And so she, um, I said, can, you know, like, are you on Instagram or something? So we started following each other and it turns out we have a ton in common. And so like, I started commenting on her pictures and she was like, this is so fun. She told me she was going to be in town in, in my town in Sacramento and would it like, would we want to like go out to dinner with her and her friends? Cause she doesn't know anybody here. And she had like one cousin or something and, and a friend who was here that she was going to be hanging out with. And so like, we actually started a friendship and it wasn't weird at all. And then have I reached out to her about this stuff that I'm doing? Yeah. And guess what she said? I'm not really interested, but guess what? <laughs> We're still friends and we still talk all the time. And she's going to be interested eventually because I know she will. Um, she just wasn't, <laughs> Angela's laughing, but she's on mute right now, <laughs> but it, it's like, you, you don't have to pivot into like a hard sell right away. Every relationship that you are building, every seed that you are planting, every conversation that you're having is an opportunity to add another person into your network. And whether that person turns into a sale or refers you to somebody or introduces you to somebody down the line, you don't know that your job is just to stay open and to start building with people because eventually we're going to get to how you pivot to make those sales conversations with the people who you already know and are in your, in your market, in your warm market. And you hear all those objections. Can you hear the people saying, oh, but yeah. I don't go to conferences, yeah. but I don't know people, but I live in a small town, but, yep. but, 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 but no. Okay. I live in the middle of nowhere in Maine and I have zero connections and I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. If you go to my Instagram, I have less than a thousand followers. If you go to my, <gasps> I'm going to clutch my pearls now. If you go to my email list, I have less than a thousand people on my email list. Can't even tell you the last time I emailed my people to be quite honest. However, have I built a multiple six figure business with my husband? Yes, I have because visibility is not limited to your platform. And that's a big misconception that people have because we see these glittery, amazing influencers and thought leaders with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers, which is great and is wonderful and is a, is not something that 
isn't something great to work for and to attain, right? But if that's not your style, if that's not you, you can still be visible in ways that are going to grow your business. How can you do that? You show up with generosity and empathy. You show up in one of the, I kid you not, one of the biggest things that has grown my business has been showing up in random Facebook groups that I have a connection point with. So we had talked um, a few episodes ago about how when you're looking at your offer and you have your ideal client on one side of your paper and your offer on the other side of the paper, and how do you make those connection points, right? How, what are those steps to get from point A to point B from the offer to your person? And where can you find those places to connect with people? So showing up places where your people are going to hang out, right? So there are groups that I don't spend hours a day, not even hours a week hanging out in, but especially when I was first getting started and I was getting to know the industry and figuring out who my ideal client was showing up and offering value. And please people, I am not talking about posting your blog in somebody else's Facebook group. Can we stop that? Can we stop with the beautiful selfie and the, or the like curated image of yourself and then a long blog post and pretend like you are offering value. You're not. (laughs) My favorite is my favorite is when you see the exact same post in multiple Facebook groups that you're a part of. And you're like, do you know that? Like I'm, I'm seeing you (laughs) like, this is embarrassing. And I also saw it on your Instagram and your Facebook, like in all of the places that's not content repurposing folks. Let me just, that's just being weird. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with doing posts and putting your knowledge out there. Absolutely. But where it is going to count is when you show up and answer questions. And it's not just about like, if someone is asking a specific question about your business, yes, 100%. You see somebody, if you are a graphic designer and someone's asking a question about how to do a logo or how to find complementary colors, and you can offer your advice. And that's awesome because you're showing up as an expert, but you also want to show up as a person. So when someone's posting, you know, there's a handful of groups that I'm in that are like entrepreneurial parents or entrepreneurial moms. And the, you know, I can't get my kid to sleep or my kid gets up at four in the morning. What do I do? And showing up as a person is to be like, oh no, (laughs) been there. I'm so sorry. Don't have all the answers, but this is what worked for me. And just showing up as a person, because every time you do that, you are showing up in somebody's world. You are becoming a character in this cast of characters in this Facebook group where the more you show up and this isn't just for Facebook groups this is any network any community that you're that you're a part of this is Instagram where you are um, finding posts about things that are resonating with you or you're following certain hashtags wherever it is that you can show up in conversation and get on people's radar as a person who has emotions and empathy and all of the things, but also somebody who is an expert in your field and then be generous. And you are the only person who are, who is going to know what generous means for you because you can, generosity is not, Hey, DM me and I'll help you out. And then someone, then they DM you and then you pitch them. That's not generosity. (laughs) Generosity is, hey, DM me and let me see if I can help you. And you can help them. 
And you can either say, Hey, like help them with part of their problem. And then if you felt like you had an offer that met the rest of the need, offer that to them, but don't make this a bait and switch. Don't offer to help somebody and then say, I'm going to help you by selling you my product. That is going to happen naturally and organically. People will seek you out when you become the go-to expert, Jacqueline Malone, Jacqueline Malone, we love you. You know, talks about being the go-to gal, becoming the expert that people just know and you get a reputation for. You are going to get a reputation for your actions, not just the beautiful posts that you put on your Instagram feed or that you <laughs> spam in a million Facebook groups. That's so good. I When you show, say show up, what I hear is you are looking and listening for ways that you could be of value and to offer solutions for whatever the question is or the pain point or, or whatever, even if it is not in your line of business, um, because you become trusted and you become the person who people want to talk about. I just wanted to reiterate that because I think that that's really powerful. I think so often we're thinking, our minds are like, what can I say? What can I say? What can I do? What can like, and it's in that pushing energy where it's like, I've got to put more out there as opposed to what's already out there. And, and where can I enter into a conversation to be of value to somebody else? I, that's a, it's a subtle energy shift, but it, it's more of like allowing instead of thinking, what can I do next? It's where can I help? And when you shift to that, I think things start working in your favor. Things will start going in the direction you want to go. Yes, yes, yes. It's so true. And our friend and just amazing woman, Kathy Heller says all the time, sales is service. And for me, and the way my heart is, that lights me up because I love to serve and I love to help. And that's just my nature. And that energetic shift is so powerful because it's that you're not going, you're not doing a post on social media. You're not interacting with someone. You're not sending a DM to grab with your hands out, just grabbing, 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 grabbing. People feel that. And that makes people tense up and pull away. But when you go with open hands and open heart, that is when you can serve. And when you stop putting so much pressure on the conversation, when you stop putting so much pressure on making the right post and the exact right hashtag, and you come with an attitude of service, it will come back to you. There's nothing about me that is beautiful or flashy, or I have connections and I have all this specialness to me and I have millions of followers. There's nothing, but I wow. have shown... Well, I was going to uh -oh. disagree, right? Uh -oh. Go ahead. No, no, no. Disagree. <laughs> you are a beautiful person and you do have something special about you. The special, th the thing that sets you apart is not vanity metrics. Mm. The thing that sets you apart is that you genuinely care and there is a caring deficit. And so if you listeners show up open-heartedly and are like, I actually care just to help you, people will notice you because that is different, because that is special, because culturally or socially, 
we have a very grabby culture. It's like, notice me, notice me, see me, see me, as opposed to, I see you. How can I help you? That feels different. And so that does set you apart. You are different in that way. And that's why I think that we're friends because you're, you don't fall into the mix of, of grabbiness. I love um, how everything <laughs> comes back to, and that's why we're friends. And that's why we're friends. And that's why we're friends. <laughs> but that's also why I think there is a culture shift that has happened and that continues to happen with the shift in what sales is and what sales means, because people from our generation, from previous generations, you hear sales and you think of somebody who is going to knock on your door and sell you a vacuum cleaner or someone who is part of a sales team and has a quota to meet. And, and please hear me when I say there is nothing wrong with that. If you have been a salesperson, if you're around sales in the traditional sense of the word, awesome, go for it. But when we as a society have shifted more towards entrepreneurship and when there are more opportunities for individuals to grow businesses, sales takes on even a whole new meaning where there is there can be a more efficient and more fulfilling way of generating revenue, which is through sales, which may not fall into that cookie cutter mindset you know, think of like when we hear the word sales, like you apply for a sales position, that's not really what we're talking about in this podcast. And it's something where the more aligned you are with yourself and with the people around you, that's where the revenue is going to come from. And I don't care if you are starting your business from scratch, or you are making multiple eight figures and you are just growing and scaling more because people can rise to the top. You can have one really great launch and suddenly you're a seven figure business owner, right? You're an eight figure business because you had a really great launch, but unless you continue to go back to these basics to continue to serve and have empathy and to have generosity, to listen to form relationships that will crumble eventually. The cracks will start to show eventually. So no matter where you are in your business journey, this is a foundational principle that we need to consistently come back to. Oh, this is so good. I, I want um, part of what we're what we should do this week is to have an opportunity to check in with ourselves. Maybe this can be like a take-home action item is um, checking with yourself. And when you are in conversation with people this week, just, just do like kind of a scan and see is where is my energy? Do I feel like I'm pushing and, and grabbing? And where that energy comes from is like, like Angela, you just said, um, a need to meet a quota or a, like that desperate feeling of, you know, I'm not going to be able to put food on my table if I don't have five more sales. Like that's a real thing. And if you're in that position, it is so much better to go and just get a bridge job to pay the bills so that your needs are met. So you can recalibrate your energy so that when you go out, you can go from a place of wholeness and generosity and service. Because if you are not, if you are not served with like your basic needs, it's always going to be this desperate grab. 
and then you've like the dynamic is weird. So let's have, have this, like, let's check in with ourselves. Are we in a pushing desperate, needy, grabby kind of energy when it comes to our sales conversations? And if so, figure out a way to do some sort of like self-regulation or grounding exercise. So for me, it's always taking a few deep breaths and going out and getting fresh air because it like regenerates me. I don't even know, like, I don't know energy. I don't have the language to know what's happening energetically. I could just feel it. Okay. So go outside, dance, have walk away, whatever you need to do. And then move into like reminding yourself that if sales truly is an act of service, where can I serve today? And it may not be technically exactly related to your business. Like how Angela was giving me an example about being in the Facebook group and talking about like how you got your four-year-old to stop, you know, coming into your bed at night or whatever it is. Where can you serve? Where can you be a blessing in someone's life? regardless of if it turns into a sale, because what's going to happen is your energy is going to shift around it. You will be there to show up as a a servant hearted leader with open hands to say, I'm here to help. And then the law of reciprocity says that will come back to you eventually. Now that goes against our, um, you know, like the way our society (laughs) is set up, but it works. 100% of the time, 100% of the time. I I mean, can I say that? I don't have facts and figures, but I I know it it works. I think, I mean, in my experience, it 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 does work. What Melissa is talking about is coming at revenue generation and sales from a place of service. It is nothing to do with a magical unicorn stars align and magically, if you just think positive thoughts, you're going to suddenly have money. Service means action. Service means you will continually put things out there. You will continually talk to people and serve and be in a place where you are ready to receive. It's not, we are not talking about magical no unicorn money falling from the sky. That's not, it's not just, okay. I, I did, I worked really hard. And so it's just going to happen. It might not happen the first time it might, you are probably going to have, like we talked about before, you're going to have to test things and try things. I want to circle back to what we said at the very beginning that there will be a point in your business where hanging out in a Facebook group or, um, you know, directly messaging people on Instagram or wherever you're, you're interacting with people where that is not feasible, where you have scaled to a point where your following is so big or your, the service you're providing is booked out or whatever that looks like for you, you can create connection and relationship and intimacy at scale. That is something that is absolutely possible. And that goes back to what Melissa said when she was telling her story that one of the, if not the most powerful sales strategy is listening to your people. And you have to provide opportunities for your people to speak or you can't listen. And I don't care 
if you are talking one-on-one to somebody, I don't care if it is on a podcast like this or on a big giant platform, you have to give your people opportunities to speak to you. And whether that means you have your team really intentionally gathering data, looking at the comments for, from your social media posts or the responses to the emails that you send out, it is vitally important to gather that data and allow that data to inform what you are then putting out there, whether it's your offer, whether it's the conversations that you are happening, the content that you are putting out, it is 100% cyclical. And if you, if you put yourself out of that and you take your person out of that cycle, things will start to be very hollow and you might attract a few hundred, a few thousand, you know, more people, but the impact that you want to make will be hollow because you are not attracting the right people. And when you're not attracting the right people and having the right conversations, that also is going to affect your bottom line, because that means more refunds. If you have a refund period, that means, uh, you know, a higher churn rate. If you have a membership, all of these things are very, very interconnected. So I want you to really understand that this is not a problem that is for the beginner business owner. This is a problem that we all have. This is something, this is a core principle that is so important for your business that I really want you to, I really want to encourage you to do what Melissa said and do that self-evaluation. How are you listening? How are you providing opportunities for your people to speak? How are you giving them a voice in what you are doing? It's all related. The Sell Me Something Good podcast is hosted by Angela Greaser and Melissa Camilleri. Our theme song is It Makes Me Feel Good by Sonnet Simmons. Come connect with us on Instagram at Sell Me Something Good. It makes you feel like I'm simply so. There's no other way. It makes me feel good.